Hey, welcome to Between Sundays, a Worship Realities podcast. This channel is supported by Diamonds Worship and will open the curtain on the realities of worship ministry in the church. Subscribe on Spotify or your favorite audio player and join the conversation with some of the area's best in worship and church leadership. Artwork for today's episode has been provided by Heather Hall of Heather Hall Creatives, and the podcast music was crafted by local producer Nathan Tubbs. Credits for this channel can be found in the description. Now to our hosts, Heather Hughes and Taylor Wood. Well, okay, so welcome, Haley. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. Took a little drive on the road to get to us, and we are grateful for your time. Well, thank you. We really are. So, yes. So fun. And so a way that we have liked to just open these up is is with a fun little on-the-fly question. Okay, let's do it. And so... If you had a podcast, <laughs> what would it be about? And it okay. can be anything. Like, this is not a trick question. Like, so I, yeah. So when you sent me the thing, the list of questions, and I saw this one, I, I started thinking about it because I was like, I don't want to be caught off guard with this one. And I don't want to come, I don't want to say something and people be like, oh, that's so lame. And me being like, yeah, that is lame. Why but did I say that? Lame. It's fine. Um, and so I have like two answers. If I was going to start a podcast, it would be one of two things. I love like true crime. So, which is I'm such a wimp like I won't watch scary movies but something about it happening for real seems like it's fine Uh, it should be more terrifying but that's where we're at Um, but yeah so it'd be something like that Um, or just something where you kind of like deep dive in conversation I'm not a real I mean I I love people so I'm I'm I do small talk you know if you're in ministry in any kind of way you got to get pretty good at small talk any specific like topic of conversation you know probably just like things that make people uncomfortable you know the kind of things that people avoid you know that they don't and and the stuff too that you you kind of don't want to have a conversation with people because you're like I don't really know where people stand right and I'm, I'm the older you get you know I feel like you find that if you just take the time and the care to ask those questions even if they feel really uncomfortable right. people are actually really grateful to have a right. place to like cool. even just bounce things back and forth with people like yeah right. I don't know what I think about this either uh-huh. um and it, it really helps you kind of get a better handle on I the like world that. and like your way of thinking and so sure, that's yeah. something for me even you know just as I've gotten older and even in ministry and stuff like that just having to kind of out loud process with myself and right. other people you know questions that I need I need answers to even though there doesn't seem like a clear mm-hmm. uh, defined thing so that's probably what it would be it would there would be a lot of people who probably wouldn't like it but that, that'd be okay but I think know. there also would be a lot of yeah. people who would like yeah. it oh, yeah, I think yeah. that would be really cool no I think I mean because even when have we as we've talked about this podcast um you know, we want to be the things that are interesting are the things that you don't talk about. Right. right? It's like that. That's Absolutely. the reason it's interesting. It's For not sure. because if we just talked about the same things people thought in their minds all day long, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just listening to myself think, you know, adding to the noise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, no, I think that those questions, though, are, are that's the interesting. That thing. is very yeah. interesting. Like, Man, I really yep. want to know that, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to ask it. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> you don't know like well, the way to phrase it. Yeah, yeah you, you just say, "Well, I, I don't really know how to say this. I'm sorry if it sounds rude. It's not. I just wanted to ask, but yeah. blah. You yeah, know, yeah. And you just spit it out, right? Because yeah. because that's where I think that's where you find all the the stuff that you're actually looking for is that kind of ability to be really honest with yourself. Right. So, yeah. which yeah. and I think there's lots of evidence to back that in scripture of like all the times that you see people have very deep 
meaningful like relationships with the Lord, mm-hmm. it involved a lot of petty conversation of just like saying out loud to the Lord, like this mm-hmm. is where I'm at. And I, mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially in like I would say American church, it can be very easy to ch- to sort of like want to have the projection of having things together. So right. you don't want to say the thing that you think everybody else must have it figured out because yes. I'm the only one struggling with this. I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. to just yes. come around and just say. Okay, no, I just need to ask this question. Yeah, you know, to. like and and to be okay with the you know finding the answer or not getting the whole answer right. all at once. But yeah, I so love that, that that's that's yep. well. So it sounds oh, like yeah. so the last uh, the first couple of podcast um, examples that we had. One of them was how to be a Christian and have road rage. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious though. And, yeah, that's true. a good one. I'd <laughs> I listen. Yeah. I'd listen to that. I would. Um, how to be a Christian and <laughs> scream at people. Yeah. 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 That was a second one. Uh-huh. So that's like, such a great idea. I was going to tell you those before you answered because you were like, uh, you know, like, I don't want to say something. Like, those were off the wall. I did not expect those <laughs> just at like, all. Yes, there sure. it is. But this sounds like it's how to be a Christian and get away with murder. Yeah. Maybe is the Maybe the, is the, the question. The, I mean, The, like, crossover. Of. You're you're a crossover. I'm podcast. just like, you know what? Let's just really find out. Like, what can we do? <laughs> what know? is it? Yes. Is it really murder? Is it that if, bad? Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is like, it really? is it? If I just say, yeah. is it like enough time? It'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. Is eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, so it fits so right in. No, it's just perfect. right in there. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um. So reading over some of the stuff that um, uh, my my co-host who I just forgot your name, Heather. We are no longer friends. No, I'm just kidding. Why I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, it's fine. Fine. Heather knows I haven't had any coffee this morning. So yeah, far. That's true. Can you believe This that? is all very, oh, like, yeah, no me either. Friends. So it's all very just. All right. Time out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and we're back right after back. having coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Peppy, make a run. Here we are. Yeah. Right. So Heather uh, got some of these questions and stuff together because yeah. she yeah. knows you a lot, a lot better. And so reading through it has been fun for me. Uh, to just try and think about what the conversation is and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm interested on some of the stuff that that she wrote down about some of the extracurricular things you have going yeah. on around ministry because we're mm-hmm. g- we're definitely going to talk ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is between Sundays, so we're yeah. going to get into kind of the messiness of some of the stuff that you have to do in between, um, you know, worship services, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but but launch into some of the stuff that you have going on around your your ministry job and. Um, uh, what those things are and, and how they kind of came about. Yeah. So I have, um, and, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but I've been in full-time ministry with my, you know, myself for many years. And, um, our church is in a, in a rural community, which I hate the word rural. Um, it's, like it's, hard such, to say. A, it's such a mouthful. Like why uh, put two hard. R's yes. together like that? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's in view. the country. That's what right. we should it's say. In the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we like it that way. yeah, right. So <laughs> we, our community is literally, uh, more than 75% below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. And so our community, our church really is is very outreach-minded. And mm-hmm. so, you know, with that said, our staff is more... Um, I'm, I'm like a full-time staff member, but I, you know, I, I've always worked outside of that. Um, and yeah, so, so to make a very long story short, I have a degree in business. Um, I worked for a doctor for like six and a half years. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, which was great. I, I got really tired of the medical field though, and <laughs> decided to, to kind of just quit on faith, which mm-hmm. was, um, uh, that was an experience all by itself. Uh, and then the Lord kind of opened a door for me to get involved with the real estate company that was starting in, 
um, the Fort Smith area. And, uh, I, I really had no idea what that was going to look like. Cause I, you know, I didn't know anything about real estate. And so I, I just met up with them one day, kind of brought my notes. They had asked me to kind of put together some notes about, mm-hmm. you know, their brand and their story and like all this stuff. And I was like, okay. And so, um, I sit down with them and long story short, it ended up turning into like that day, a job offer, which was great. And, um, and kind of my first foray into writing and branding a business and what it means to build a story and that kind of stuff. So that's really, um, I've eventually gone to where, you know, working with them and working with a lot of people connected to them, I've been able to launch into my own business doing that freelance. And so it's a lot of fun. It it gives me a lot of variation in my time. And of course, you know, I'm, I've been a ministry kid my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so to me, everything's ministry. And so all the people I get to like rub shoulders with, I'm just like, you know, I know you like me, but really you like Jesus. Like that's the, that's the part that you really like, especially if I'm being extraordinarily patient with you. Uh, It's not me, believe me. Uh, It is the spirit at work within me because I don't have it. Um, But it's, yeah, it's, it's really fun. I get to meet a lot of people. I get to, I'm really passionate about helping other people kind of realize their potential and, Mm -hmm. and achieve their dreams. I really like to, to push people, celebrate people and stuff like that. So it gives me an opportunity to do that. I get to ride a lot, which was not something I would have, I wouldn't have called myself a writer, I don't think, necessarily, um, a couple of years ago. And so anyway, yeah, it's just sort of opened a lot of doors that I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was going to be so like passionate about and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I enjoy myself a lot and I get to, I get to use a lot of the tools and stuff like that, knowledge base, all that for church too, which is great. So, yeah. So what, uh, kind of push into that and then I'll, uh, I'm gonna give it. Sorry, Heather. Nope. I just had a question. To no, go ahead. Absolutely. So, as I as I talk to people um, that are in ministry mm-hmm. that have, um, you know, it, it could be a bivocational setup yeah. or a side hustle. Kind of, I don't know how people yeah. view it differently, right? Right. Um, it seems like um, a lot of people in vocational vocational ministry have some skills mm-hmm. and have some things that you have to grow over time in order to be a good leader right in order to um actually have something on your facebook page uh you know in (laughs) order to put uh you know record uh your service on sunday or like all these little skills Mm -hmm. that really could be good side projects Mm -hmm. for for people in ministry to kind of explore creativity in in themselves yeah and I think that's smart. Yeah, I mean, for sure. me, so there's a guy that I follow, and I don't know if you guys are, if you know him, or no, no, this is not like the point is not to plug all the things we follow. Um, but his name is Nick Goodner. I don't, I don't know him. I've mm. never, I don't know him personally. He has a, a page called Creative Church, and um, he started out kind of he was a freelancer worked with churches and stuff like that. He's worked with a lot of people who work in churches. Um, and now he's just sort of created a platform for people who are in any way creative involved in the church and sort of encouraging them, providing resources to like grow them, keep you out of those slumps. Because as you, as you both know, creative people in, in the church, especially now are so important and they're vital. And mm-hmm. I don't mean creative in the way of like, you know, you walk around with like a palette. Um, I mean like <laughs> creative yeah. in the sense of like, you are good at problem solving. You yeah. are good mm-hmm. at making things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're good at taking what resources you have and maximizing those. I, right. I believe in that. I believe that if you look at the story of the talents in the Bible, that's absolutely biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you're absolutely right because one of the things that, and the reason I bring him up is because one of the things he says um, pretty regularly is that you shouldn't be looking to one thing to be all the creative outlet that you need. And he, you know, basically saying, you know, a lot of times people in church, in their church role can get burnt out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're trying to put all their creativity, all the creative energy that they have, all their ideas into this one role that they're doing rather than just naturally kind of letting, allowing the Lord to like open doors in their Mm -hmm. life to use more of those things and you know i think it's it's no secret we all have to pay bills and so you know most most people i would say probably this is not a a statistic that i know is true but i would say like of the people i've met i would say like 75 percent of the time you're probably not making all the money that you need in your church role and that's okay i don't think that there should be necessarily a pressure for that to happen if you can make that happen that's great but if you can't there's absolutely opportunities the way that things are now, there's mm-hmm. no reason that you can't build something off of those skills because you're right. you're right. Some of the most incredibly talented people I've ever met are working in churches. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. why not? Why not That's take so it cool. out? And I mean, it is ministry when you're taking it out to the world because the level of excellence is, you know, you can tap into. There's some people who come along with resources that you're like, I don't even understand this. And do you want to write a tithe check to our church because that'd be great like (laughs) be great if you want to do that but you know that they they have the kind of budgets to really let your creativity run wild and if you have those kind of outlets Mm -hmm. it really opens the box on more creativity in you so I right. love that. I think that that's. I love important. that. Kind of to just kind of dig into that yeah. a little bit deeper. Like I know you are, you're working in the church world and you're working yes. outside of the church world. So you're you're merging these two things mm-hmm. together, which I imagine can feel maybe overwhelming. Yes. Overwhelming if you're not careful, you know, with managing your time and yeah. and things like that. So like, tell us a little bit about how you navigate both of those things. And yeah. I'm sure there are more roles involved than just worship pastor at, you know, at church specifically. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about what those are too, but for this one specifically, like talk about worship pastor role and then, and then, Mm. you know, your, your freelance stuff on the side and how do you avoid burnout or overcommitment Mm -hmm. with carrying the weight of all of that? Yeah. How do you, how do you navigate that? Yeah, that's a great question. So this is actually, so part of the reason that I even kind of sat down with the Lord one day and was like, what are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is even is a whole other thing I get into of me being like, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> um, what do you want me to do? That's the better right. question all sure. the time. What do you do? You just tell me what to do. Um, but I was in this job and in this role um, with this company and it was, be- it's, they're growing like very rapidly and, and it's exciting and it's a lot of fun, but I kind of got to a point where um, for me, at least I, it was, it was becoming too much of me having to kind of make hard decisions Mm. of, of, you know, missing out on things. And, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of involving people that you love and and people who have wisdom, but also just allowing the Holy Spirit to not limit, allowing him to come alongside you so that you're not so limited in how you think things have to happen. Mm -hmm. And so for me, initially, it wasn't even on the radar for me to just like do this on my own. That Mm -hmm. seemed like, I'm like, oh, come on. That's not, you know. And then really, I mean, it just sort of, when he started moving me that direction and I kind of opened myself to that possibility, it started, everything started to line up really mm. like um, crazy. You know, yeah. like things happen yeah. when when it's the Lord, you know. So, um, and it, it really did. It just kind of, 
every, everything that I was struggling with as far as like feeling overwhelmed, like I was, uh, you know, every choice I was going to make was going to upset someone or let someone down or whatever. Mm. It sort of all ironed itself out with that, Mm. with that move because it allowed me to really focus on the important things in my, you know, I would say like my business career, writing, whatever on that side, I could only, now that I'm doing it for myself, I can really focus on the things that I actually care about. Mm. I don't have all the extra noise, like all the stuff that you, you know how, when you're in an environment where you're working with people, everybody wants everybody's opinion and you end up spending a lot of time, you know, and that's great. It's fun to like, you know, round table things or whatever, but it's really inefficient if we're being totally honest. And so it, it allowed me to really focus my attention it gave mm. me a lot more autonomy mm. as far as like what I had to put on my plate. And once I was able to start really managing what was in front of me, mm-hmm. I was able to kind of pull back and make sure that I keep the big thing for me. You know, ministry is always going to be the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel very called to worship ministry and just ministry in general of yeah. people. That's always going to be my number one. For sure. And so I was able to kind of like pull back and say, okay, so how can I add to this rather than it feeling like I'm competing with everything mm-hmm. and, and not to jump on a, a later question, but you know, having a day to rest for me is so important. Go and there. for me, yeah. that's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday is my rest day. And it's a day that I, it's for me, it's less of, I don't necessarily tell myself I can't do anything that I want to do. It's more of removing all the expectations for myself. I just allow myself when I get up on that day. And if I have to move the day, I move it to a different day. Um, But I just say, you know, when I'm getting up on this day and I know it's my rest day, I just tell myself, like, I'm allowed to do whatever I need to do to feel rested today. So some days Mm -hmm. that's like... I don't accomplish much. That's okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, 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 I don't yeah, produce yeah. anything. And then some days it comes around and I end up sitting at a piano and mm. that's felt like rest to me. Yes, and so, sure. you yeah. know, every time it's a little bit different, but just learning how to listen to myself and not feel there's so much pressure yes. to be doing something all the time. Like what can right. I show yeah. on social media? What You're can right. I, what can I show up with on Sunday? What can I, you know, and, and so removing all of that, putting it off to the side, um, you know, is, it's been huge. I mean, yeah. it takes, a, it takes, it's a big risk. I think I've heard several people say this. It's a big risk for you to like rest when the world says work, right, but yeah. that's, that's what you have to do. I mean, to yeah. rest is the ultimate show in the world's eyes is going to be arrogance, but in, in the kingdom mindset, yes. that mm-hmm. is leaning into the very attitude and nature of God, because that's, that's right. what he's created that's us right. is to abide yeah. in him, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean doing, it just means right. being. Yes. And so, oh. you know, finding something for myself of just like, I'm just going to choose chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to do all the things today. It will still be there tomorrow. That's right. right. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, and it's been a discipline for me. I've had to train myself cause I'm very achievement oriented. I'm very type a right. firstborn. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. for me, I was living and dying by the grade and the grade uh-huh. point average and all those uh-huh. things. And mm-hmm. yeah. that big adjustment started for me after college when there was no more grades <laughs> right. and it was yeah. like, okay, so now what, you know, how do I know that I'm successful? How do I know that I'm those right. things? And so it's been a process of the Lord teaching me that there's more to it than, you know, just like marking off a thing that I did it and I did it well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. more of this journey of, of what does it mean to live a life that's like rich with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Cause that's really what I want. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to be one of those people that, you know, at some point, if the Lord just decides, I just can't be without you any mm. longer. Mm. If you want to take me up in a chariot, that'd be the ahead. weirdest and coolest way to go. Right. And Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, you know, I right. just learning yeah. how to kind of shift the trajectory of my life of like, you know, I don't need to, to always be making something. Yes. I, gosh, I think that is such a healthy 
discipline that mm-hmm. you've already established. And I, I see people seasoned in ministry that are still just it's grasping so day to day. They don't know how to stop. It's so you hard. Know? And it really so, is. Like the intentionality of of taking that day, guarding that yeah. day, right? Because people yes. are still going to be like, Haley, I need you. you. Haley, I want you. You really you know? do. <laughs> and so, yeah, like yeah. like being so intentional to yes. take that day of Sabbath is and, and so I have, healthy. I've had so many, and this is one thing that the, the Lord's just been, he's been kicking around in my brain a lot lately, and so we'll see what the fruition of that is. But I've had so many ministers pour into me very selflessly. Mm. And so I've gotten to see what it looks like, you know, when, when you have the audacity to just slow down Mm. and do what, like what the Bible says, um, what that can really look like and that you actually are more effective. You're actually more efficient and more productive and all those things when you do it his way, um, which, you know, well, big surprise kind of thing, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is hard to have a shut off button when you care about people because you know, like there's always something I could be doing. Sure. I mean, literally there's always something, but it's, it's the very hard realization that you have to come to. And it, it really does. It's, it's very unfortunate when you have to come to the end of yourself and say me, myself, I can't do anything for people. Mm -hmm. And if I'm operating outside of the grace of what he's asked me to do today, I'm not going to be any benefit to people. We said something earlier, I think is, is worth like repeating that it's risky to work. uh, It's risky to rest when the world says work. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the perception. And I think the reality is it's risky to not recharge. Come on. Yeah. Right. That's what's risky. It's, (laughs) It's risky to just keep going and going and going. I mean, yeah. nothing in our lives can do that. I right? think everything, our car can't do that. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Our house can't do that. Nothing natural our, can do nothing that. Nothing natural can just keep but going we and going. That we can. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's 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 absolutely I think one of those one of the things that contributes to these big implosions that you see with ministers. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and sure. um and just like I would say just church leadership at large when you mm-hmm. see these kind of like what happened? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, yes. it's like one day yeah. you're looking at this person, you're thinking, wow, they're just accomplishing so much. Mm. And then the next day, you know what you, you just, I think that there's definitely, you could look at and see a pattern mm-hmm. of, of not resting right. in the Lord. Cause it, it really, you know, we all, I don't know, rest is required to keep you out of your flesh. I think that that's important to know too. Yeah. And so yes, if you aren't yep. rested, I mean, you're, sure. you're not showing up the way he needs you to show up. That's Even right. if you're in the room that he put you in, yeah. Yeah. you have to show up the way he wants you to show up too. And right. that is, I mean, we could talk all day about that, but that's, we I mean, said so, you did something else too. Like you outlined something else. I think, um, it is an interesting concept that, um, I'm not sure I've thought about yet fully, but, um, this idea of, Hey, we have, we have our, our ministry that we're doing, right? Yeah. Our church right. job. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't doing that paid, but yeah. you have a task, right? right that yeah. you want to get accomplished for yeah. your church. Right. You're getting paid to do it or you're not. The a healthy way to not allow that to overwhelm you mm-hmm. or get to a point where you don't want to do that anymore, you burn out. Yeah. It's an interesting concept to say, what could you add to your life mm-hmm. that would allow you to shift perspective yeah. on your ministry job. Yes. Like we all know, so like church leadership, this is actually a leadership concept in general, but yeah. you know, church leadership, what are we here to do? We're here to equip believers right. for ministry work. Mm-hmm. We're not here to be the rock stars. We're not here to be the person <laughs> yeah. that's like the, the example, right. we're here to be an example, but it's not about what we can do. Right. Mm-hmm. Which means you have to, to, to pull the word back in yeah. and efficiently yeah. work through groups of people. Right. But that's the point of that job. Yes. 
And if you're someone who wants to achieve and you're someone who wants to get things done, that's very taxing. Yes. And that is yeah, it's very borderline hard. annoying. Oh, for sure. Times, right? It'll take all the joy out of it. It'll take all you. the joy. You had, really. had to work through groups of people can suck the joy out of everything. If yeah. you're trying to really achieve like big things or, or, or your things, right. And we have to, you have to self analyze and be like, yeah. I want to make sure I'm not doing my things, but yes, but how, it's an interesting concept to say, Hey, what can I add to my life? Mm-hmm. That's mine. Yes. Yeah. That's a, like a totally just an outlet for you to say, right. let's get crazy Lord. Like, right. like what, you know, whatever you want me to do with this, that's what we'll do uh-huh. and really yeah. max out whatever it is that, you know, I, I've met people who are very passionate about like visual art and you, you we all know with the church budgets, most mm-hmm. of the time, like you're going to get something good, but you're not probably going to be able to be in a situation. Not everybody's in a situation yeah. where we can do like a transformation church. Like let's just turn the whole thing. Let's turn the whole stage into uh, water and let's put a boat on it. Right. And uh, <laughs> let's put pastor Mike out. And I mean, I don't even know if everybody will know the reference, but like oh, there yeah. was this whole series where he did it like <laughs> literally in a rowboat with like, it was like a whole thing. And I was thinking that's the dream. It was a, I mean, a for production people, yeah. <laughs> that that's the dream. And so like when you're, right. when that's what you're well, looking at, and a nightmare, at, all, and a, yeah, all the, the things it's all a, together. Yeah, yeah. But, th- but that's, that, you yes. know, if you're in a little church uh-huh. or not even a little church, but in a church that doesn't have that, those resources, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're looking at that and you're thinking, man, God, I hope you put me in a position like that. Not all of us are going to get in that position. And right. I would like to just throw out that most of us don't need to have that. Right. Yes. And yeah. I don't mean that hateful. I mean that, you know, that I, I believe that if people feel like they're following what the Lord is asking them to do, then they should do it. If God blesses you with massive resources, then you should use every single one of those to try to reach as many people as you can. Yes. Whatever that looks like. Right. But for those of us who are sitting in churches and knowing that we are chock full of ideas and that we just can't do it, I think that there's a certain amount of pride that comes with thinking that what I feel like God is asking me to do supersedes the ministry of people because that's never going to happen. Yeah. Ministry. Jesus's ministry was always one-to-one. If you look at, and I've say this all the time to like our young adults group, he was up close with 12 people. That's yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 people. He had lots of influence and he Absolutely. had a lot of people who thought he was worth coming to see, but close up hand to hand influence with people that mattered was 12 people. That's right. it. And if you are sitting around thinking that you need to have influence with hundreds, thousands of people, I would challenge you to like take a moment and maybe like step back and ask God how I can look most like him in this role at church and mm-hmm. how I can take my dreams. And maybe, maybe it's adding something else. Maybe it's involving myself with something, some other aspect of ministry in my church. I don't know what it looks like, but taking that frustration factor out of it yeah. Yeah. and accepting that for me, my greatest area of impact may not be throwing out every every musician on my team who I don't think is up to snuff, quote unquote. Right. Maybe it's walking through this journey of helping them grow their gift and their willingness to hand it to Jesus the way that it is and say, yeah. use this even though it's not that good. Mm. And I can come alongside them and say, we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna drain every drop out of this gift that we can get. Yeah. And they may never yeah. be a professional musician, sure. but they nobody's gonna operate more anointing than that That's person. Right. And I think that that has to be your main your main thing. Ooh, if right. you don't walk yep. into the church with that as your main thing, I mean you're always gonna be frustrated because you're right. You bet. right. Church 
quote unquote, like whatever you want to think of it. But like the church idea is yeah. not efficient. <laughs> the way that yeah. he lays it yeah, out yeah. is not efficient. And he did it that way on purpose. It's not, yeah, it's because it's not efficient because it's not meant yeah, to be. It's not meant That's to be because it's it, about yeah. people. It's not That's about right. like numbers or any mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. Numbers mm-hmm. are unavoidable, but people are what really matters. And people right. will always be yes. God's heart. I mean, yeah. really. That's right. So. Ooh, I love that so much. Yeah. That's so, so good. It's so good. Gosh, we could go in so many different directions. I, know, <laughs> I, I like this, though. I, li- I like so this that you, uh, you have on here, Heather. Um, talking about Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Right? The ministry that happens Sunday mm-hmm. to Sunday. So my story, in a nutshell, is uh, my first uh, internship uh, coming out of high school, or I was, it was my senior year of high school, um, is probably the reason I'm in ministry because I was in a, a, a worship internship, but I really figured out what church work was yeah. in between Sundays. And mm-hmm. that summer, just two months, mm-hmm. you know, two yeah. and a half months, became this thing where it was like I enjoyed Sundays, and Sundays became so almost stress-free because it was just like icing on the cake. Like, just, yeah. this is just what's left. <laughs> yeah. All that's left is singing these songs and doing this stuff. That's, that's it. great, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was the ministry life. So, mm-hmm. to you, yeah, uh, in the middle of all that, you know, you have your own personal things going, on, you yeah. got your ministry stuff going on, all the mess of mm-hmm. that. What is it about ministry life between Sundays that fulfills you and keeps you coming back to that? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I so there for me, it's it's a kind of like a two prong thing. I've I have loved music and just the way that. Oh gosh, I could, I could sit here and just wax eloquent about music all day long and what I think that God <laughs> does through music and how much of a gift it is and all the things. Um, mm-hmm. We could get real hokey and like artisty and all the things. Artisty is mm-hmm. not a word, but um, I like it. Thank it you. Is now. I, we'll allow it. We'll it allow is it. Now, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, I just I'm very passionate about music and not in mm-hmm. the way of I I did some I did classical training in college and. Uh, it was a love-hate relationship for me, uh, <laughs> but the actual mechanics of understanding music was was really important for me, and beautiful to learn because, um, and and I grew up in church and I grew up around music and I grew up around all the things and I can tell you that for me music was such an integral part of me knowing more about Jesus and mm. and understanding more about who He is and so getting to one of the things that is really important to me is blending old and new. And so Hmm. I spend a good majority of time during the week trying to find ways to incorporate both, both ends of the spectrum, um, on that. So, you know, sometimes I'll be sitting, I'll just be going about my stuff and I'll remember a hymn that my nanny used to sing (laughs) and, uh, and I'll start singing it and then I'll start thinking about the melody and I'll start thinking about how I can change the chord structure so that it sounds new, but it's, the same. It's mm-hmm. the same old song that we've been singing for all this time. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of the biggest compliments I ever received was from a teenage kid. And we had sang Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus mm-hmm. uh, during a set. And he walked up to me after he goes, oh, my gosh, I love that song. When did when did that come out? And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to surprise you. Right. <laughs> it's right. very old. Um, and, and it's that kind of stuff that I, I really, I don't know, I believe in a multi-generational church. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to encourage that is to bring that into everything. And yes. so right. that, that side is one thing for me. I spend a lot of time in, in my brain and at my piano making mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I am b- very blessed with a band who just 
goes with me um, so even good. if it's weird uh, <laughs> and even if I say like we're gonna see, we're gonna see can't nobody do me like Jesus and I promise it's not gonna be corny um, <laughs> and then they do and they go and they go with me and I'm, I'm very grateful the other side of that is is definitely people I'm I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record at the end of this probably but I really do I love people yeah. I grew up in a pastor's house yeah I I just think that there are no greater I don't know. There's no greater gift than watching somebody change. And, and I really, mm, yeah, I'm yeah, of the yeah. belief that nobody really changes outside of Jesus. And so mm. it's the only place that you're going to see that really. I, I've mm. seen, I see a lot of behavior modification in other places, right. but at the hand of Jesus, I, you can truly watch people transform Yes, and oh. getting to yeah. come alongside them is so it can, it's exhausting. It's hard, but it's beautiful and it's yes. so rewarding. Yes, And it's, it's about watching like, you know, families come back together or people who never thought they would trust anybody again. And, you know, be able right. to trust again. It's it's all that stuff and in big ways and small ways getting to do that. That's 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 for me. That's the stuff. And Absolutely, you're right. Sunday's yeah. Sunday's just icing on the cake. It's just fun. It is. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, man, I'm having a blast. Yeah. Gosh, and I'd say if it's not, man, you got to figure out how to make it. That right. Way, right. If you're right. listening and it's not mm-hmm. like Sunday's the most stressful day of your week. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong yeah. with that. You know, yeah. either you're not working enough in the week, I guess, or you know, like uh, the, there's a misalignment on just how you view for sure. Um, you know, Sunday morning, and even yeah. sometimes like a just a disconnect between you and the people that you're yeah, working yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I know that the more relational I am with like our our band, man, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell. I mean, you can tell when things are good yes. with your band and when mm-hmm. you're, and not just like, yeah. oh, we like each other. I mean, like you're when well. you're in unity yep, with right. each other yeah, and, yeah. and lifting each other up. In the last few years, I have a drummer who's, whose wife has terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're treating it. She's my aunt, actually. Um, and it's been incredibly difficult. I mean, she was diagnosed yeah. uh, almost five years ago, and it's it's very bad, like her lung mm-hmm. cancer. He's bringing that into every service. Right. I have a baby player who got diagnosed really randomly after an accident with a cow if this is not the weirdest they found bone if that's not the lord they found bone cancer they would never would have found if he had not had this situation he's bringing that to every service i have to i have to know my team i have Mm -hmm. to know my people and it when i know them and when i can lift them up and when i can encourage them and all that stuff I think sometimes people are like, you know, well, tr- ministry is so stressful. I've, I've even had conversations with people like, I just had to walk away from it because there's just too much on me. And I just think sometimes it's it's a, you have to be willing to right. be vulnerable and to be open and to do all those things. And then it makes it where it's just, it's a lot of fun. And those two, those two men in particular have just been pillars for me wow. anyway. So yeah. I'm just, I'm very blessed with a lot of very genuine people. So. Okay, cool. Well, hey, um, so I want to kind of yeah change the course here Do just it. a little bit. And so I know that you had you'd mentioned that you've uh, been a, you know been involved with Maverick City oh, gosh, and yeah. and you're a member of their <laughs> choir, which is so like, very it's like cool. my my one claim to fame. Yeah, but <laughs> but what a radical um, movement! Like in in how they've transformed just this world of worship it's and wild. this this uh like coming together and collaborating and just Absolutely. creating this community of worship i want to pick your brain yeah. like just on your experience with that and, and what that's yeah. what that's been for you oh gosh i've never met people who are more pro collaboration than the mm. people involved with with maverick city it is it is it's wild i mean it's really yeah. wild showing up to one of their events I just, it's, it's the strangest thing because you you and I, all of us, we know when you have a lot of talent in the room, Mm -hmm. 
competition tends to find weasel its way in there, which is not godly, but you know, it is what it is. We all have our things Mm -hmm. and it's such a commitment to, I don't know. I think that there's a, there's a very genuine commitment to bringing people back to church Mm -hmm. from wherever they're at. Um, because I think we all know when you turn on stuff from Maverick City, it just sounds like church. That's mm-hmm. all that it sounds like. That's, yes. It's yeah. not perfect. It's not polished. Um, and right. they'll tell you that. And if you go back, especially to their first few albums, you can hear it. Like it's oh, not, yeah. they weren't yeah. out here trying to, you know, go back and let's, let's just do some overdubs on this because it's not really where it needs to be, you know. Um, and so I actually got in on the front end of one of their on- online writing camps. Um, and I just, I, I, ch- I was being such a chicken about the whole thing. And I just submitted literally at the very last moment an audition I didn't tell anyone because I was just like I never written with anyone I always write by myself and so it was a big old to me it felt like a big old fat risk and so yeah I just sent it and I literally said nothing to anyone and then I got I just thought you know at least I did it you know and I'm sure the Lord was like yeah you did it at the last second and you didn't tell anybody <laughs> um and when I got the letter that I got in into the writing camp then I was I was really elated for a minute I was uh-huh. like oh my gosh this is amazing um because I'd been listening to their stuff for more than a year at that point and um and then I got really terrified because I was like oh Lord now I have to get in these Zoom rooms and actually write with people and I just you know I it was very anxiety inducing if I'm being totally Mm -hmm. forthright and then I got into my first room I was in a room full room quote unquote a room full of people who also hadn't written before and it was just the like the most fun I had ever had maybe so cool and so that really just led to other doors being open I got to go to the recording in um in Dallas with Upper Room and that just, I mean, it was like fuel to my worship pastor heart because it was wow. so multicultural in that yeah. room. And mm-hmm. that, I, I don't know if you're, how familiar everyone is with, with that album in particular, but there's a, a clip in one of the songs where there's a whole section of worship that breaks out in Spanish. Mm. And I have mm. never, I have chilled, I'm just thinking about it. I have never in my life felt more like I was on the cusp of heaven wow. than in that moment because it was so spontaneous. Mm. It was just Every, I mean, and everybody was just, we, we had a four hour rehearsal because it just turned into worship time. It was supposed to be like two hours. Right. It ended up being four prophetic words going on, like all the things just happening in rehearsal time. Yes. So nothing. Then we come in for service. It's another four hours. Uh, right. Say service. It wasn't really yes. supposed to be service. It was supposed to be recording. Was, but yeah. um, And that moment, when that moment broke out, I just, mm. I really, it was a, it was a big refreshing moment for me too, because coming off of 2020, the first part of 2020 was horrible Mm -hmm. and so many people being afraid of each other and relationships and that's so hard for me with a ministry heart Mm -hmm. um that that moment when it happened I mean it just it I was just thinking you know what there's no devil in hell that can stop me now (laughs) also I don't know Spanish but I'm gonna sing this really loud (laughs) and it was I mean it was just a revelation and I think it's very indicative of who who they are as a as a group lots of people have lots of opinions about literally everything and anybody doing anything. But my experiences with them have always been very, very genuine and very authentic. And I Mm -hmm. think they're all coming from a place of having been involved with church and all being massively talented in their own right, but coming together because they really want, there's a lot of angst around church and people who have been hurt in church, but most people aren't going to argue with really good music. Mm -hmm. And so if you can bring the presence of the Lord into them without them really even knowing that that's what they're attracted to about it, it is just, I mean, it's a, it's really good. And they're very intentional about putting people from lots of different backgrounds 
next to each other. That's so. Awesome. It's a very growing experience. That's so cool. Right. I get asked about it a lot. I, yeah. I feel like people think that I'm just like on a first name basis with like Chandler Moore. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not. But it's it's really cool to rub shoulders with other people. The the weirdest moment for me was like at the Dallas recording right before we were starting. They fed us pizza, which is like I was having like flashbacks to all state choir when you right. like feed you yes. spaghetti right before <laughs> you're about you to go. sing for an hour right. and a half. Have I'm a like, good time. oh my gosh. <laughs> you got some tums to go with this. Um and I'm like, sitting there eating pizza. <laughs> And um, I hear someone talking over my shoulder, and I turn around to the row behind me, and Brandon, Brandon Lake's just, Brandon Lake's just literally chilling there it. with like a slice of pizza, and yes. I'm like, "This no is deal. normal, okay? That's uh, that's totally fine." <laughs> it's just so cool. it's stuff like that, yeah. and getting to yeah. meet all these people, and it's funny because I don't think they see themselves that way. I right. mean, just the way sure, that they yeah. interact with people, they don't see themselves. They see themselves the way we see ourselves is just yes. like. I'm doing ministry. That's like this right. is my, oh, this is my thing. And so, so beautiful. Yeah. And they're, and they're very open and like warm. And so it, yeah. it's, it's awesome. And, I, and it's cool. those are cool stories, but I think even for Heather and I, but then what we're trying to do here locally, the mm-hmm. stuff of like, Hey, this is how this worked. And these mm-hmm. are the rooms we got into. I was on these zoom, yeah. uh, you know, rights and, uh, you know, submitting the audition. That's interesting stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I love the process. You know, I, mm-hmm. So I, there's a girl that I write with, um, named Maddie and she, uh, is from Tasmania and down at the bottom of Australia. And I met her because of these camps mm-hmm. and we write often and talk often she's a worship leader in Perth now and I'm just like it's just the most random things that happen I wrote with a girl from South Africa I mean that kind of those moments of like if you really want to to shock yourself out of your world being too small this is Mm. a great opportunity (laughs) and uh and they just I mean we're on zoom so there's like no it was difficult but it was in a lot of ways more advantageous I mean putting people I would never be able to sit in a room probably with most of those people and just randomly have a right so it's it's awesome it's Mm. awesome and it's it all comes from very small beginnings that's that's something too that I want to like say with them is that they didn't start out being like a huge thing it started out that core group that now leads everything them getting together and pulling people from lots of different genres and churches together to just do like a writing camp and that's real i mean that's really what it that was the initial part of it and it's just blown up i Mm. mean i said i've had two different um, coaches and mentors de- during like songwriting camp and one was Nate Moore from uh, House Fires which is mm-hmm. like the, he's the most humble cool guy I've maybe ever met and he is exactly uh, how his voice sounds when you hear him sing that's how he is that's his whole like thing oh geez um, and uh, the other guy is like big time producer and does like all like a, a lot of their production and these people were just being very transparent and open like gave us their personal numbers and like hey let us know if you need anything and i'm just like you know you forget sometimes you forget when you're on the side of like doing ministry yeah that that's how it feels for other people when you are making connections and Mm. and doing that for them and holding open the door and like giving them the you know i can just pass on to what i have that to you that's the same thing and so yeah right yeah it's it's really cool and what you guys are doing is is awesome too because i think it has the same like feel of Mm. that so yeah, yeah, and we're I think we're kind of excited to see what it turns out to yeah. be, you know, kind of just along for the ride on some of that stuff too. Yeah. But um, I've kind of a, a somewhat of a follow-up on that yeah. would be how do you um, – how would you speak to or how would you address um, worship leaders maybe – you know, we kind of said smaller churches er- earlier, but, like, there's – I don't know where that threshold yeah. is of, like, when you're a small church right. or not, you know. Um, but – What's the, 
what do you think the responsibility is? I'll use the word responsibility of like a worship pastor, worship mm-hmm. leader to have that desire to expand your musical world at least, or expand your, your to get in a writing room. You're like, yeah. man, I've, Someone's like, I've, I've never written before. I have no idea. You know, I I've, I don't really know if I should. Should I want to write? I'm mm-hmm. a worship pastor. Should mm-hmm. I want to write music? Should we be making music at our church in this way? Like, mm-hmm. um, should I be getting better at piano or yeah. whatever? Like, you know, what? there's going to be some of that of like, mm-hmm. maybe someone doesn't feel like they're a writer yeah. or something. What's the responsibility that mm-hmm. you feel like as the leader that someone should carry? That's really, that? that's a really good question. And I can only give you my perspective. So I I think, sometimes I think that people, they haven't thought enough about themselves as as musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the, the age-old thing, and I, and I stand by it. Find a need, fill a need. That's what ministry is. You know, if you see something that needs done and you can do it, that that's the most baseline version of ministry that I can think of. And so you have a lot of people who have been doing worship ministry or music ministry of some sort for a long time because that's just they, that's what they can offer to the church and to grow mm-hmm. the body and all that kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of people, I mean, even like myself, before I applied for that camp and even applying for that camp, I didn't think like, mm, what if I find out that I'm terrible? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what if I suck? Right, um, yeah. There it is. So there it, it happens. You snuck it in. Um, <laughs> just... Right in there. Um, And that's why I don't cuss because that's exactly what would happen. Um, That's you just slide in and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know it was coming. Um, But you have all these people that, I I don't know, it's like a twofold thing. You have people who I don't think think of themselves in that way. They come to church and they're just trying to serve their church, Um, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. I will say on the side of like skills and technical stuff, there's no excuse for you not wanting to grow that. I think sure. that it, again I'll refer to the, the story of the of the talents the parable of the talents that you can't just sit with your thing and mm-hmm. and think anything's going to happen. I, you got to do something with it. Right. <laughs> you got to do something with it. And so if you're going to do it, you might as well do it to the best of your ability. I mean, that's yeah. what that's scriptural. Do everything as you're doing it unto God. So it doesn't even matter if your church already thinks that you're like the most incredible thing to ever walk the planet. There's always something you can grow and someone you can learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on that side of things, like on a practical level, I believe in excellence, biblical mm-hmm. excellence, not perfection. And I think it's important to pursue that on the other side of it. I think for a really long time, especially in the American church, we've been very bad about re- relying on like four hubs of worship ministry to supply all of the music needed for all of us. And I, w- I have two issues with that. One is that's rude. <laughs> like he did not, God did not just pour out like a calling and anointing on like just Darlene check and all the kids at United right. and, um, and you know, elevation and, and Matt and like all those people, like they're just the only ones that, that they, they're the only ones with the sauce. So we'll just wait right. and see until their next album comes out and that's when we'll get our stuff. Okay. That's not, that's not biblical either. Um, so that can't, really jive at least not if you know the the word at all um but then the other issue i have with that is that there are certain things and songs that need to come for your church hmm. that only can come by being there yeah by relationship by knowing the people by knowing what god's doing by knowing what he's commissioned your church to do lots of churches have different focuses so mm-hmm. i know you know we all have the same focus of like winning people winning the lost growing people, that kind of stuff. But I see a lot of churches who, you know, they focus on resourcing at large. They, they resource a lot of people. They do conferences and all that. Great. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I see people like our church who are very outreach minded. We feed and we clothe our community. We do a lot with our community. You have lots of different like ways that church is done. 
um, and ministries that are done out of that. You have to know your people and nobody's going to know your people like, like you do. Right. Elevation's yeah. not writing for my church. Right. I mean, they, they're happy to let those songs go and like to right. please use them. Let it bring, bring glory to the Lord in your services, but they're not writing with me in mind. Right. And, and how could they, they don't know me. They don't mm-hmm. know my church. They don't right. know those people. I think that there's a specific amount of ministry that can only be done up close. And mm-hmm. so there's no reason that you can't be a writer. And that's and yeah. that's the whole thing is that you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to be able to do all parts of the writing, but you need to at least engage in that conversation, I think, with, with the right. Lord of just like, what songs do you want us to sing? Like, for example, the Lord has really opened doors for us, and, I, and I'm trying to make this quick. I, I'm... I love to talk, so y'all just, you know. We just love the Lord here. Um, yes. <laughs> that he has opened a door for us to start a ministry that is essentially, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Teen Challenge, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's an yeah. in, like you move, you go, you like leave your life. It's a whole very intensive thing. It's right. a branch of that that is now the same curriculum, but it's um, for people who can't go. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. had the very first program in in the nation. They launched it this past year. It's That's it's incredible. Cool. Wow. Um, and the story is even more incredible. We don't have time for it today, I know. But the lady who's running it through our church is an ex-drug addict who mm. mor- had a miraculous mm. encounter with the Lord. Anyway, the Lord's opened the door for us to do that. There are people walking through our doors now who have a lot of things that, and they've never been to church. Mm. I mean, they've never been to church. And so when I'm, when I'm <laughs> leading worship, and I and I'm aware of who's in the room. Mm-hmm. It's got to sound different. I would be mm-hmm. silly not. I mean, I think sometimes yeah. we want the Holy Spirit to be so much doing all the work that He gave us a brain for some things. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. if you're aware, I'm not going to sit and and lead a really complex, complicated, wordy song to a group of kids to to sure. <laughs> to kids' yeah. church. Right. They're not going to latch onto that. But I can give them anything repetitive, and they're going to sing it for three weeks, and their parents oh, are going to yeah. be annoyed with they're me, gonna but they're yeah. going to sing it. Yes. And so knowing who's in the room, knowing yeah. people, and and mm-hmm. having relationships, knowing where they're at, then the Holy Spirit is able to like really come in and speak through you in those moments. And so sometimes it's not even a song that I sat down and wrote. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's things that happen on the fly. Yeah. He just drops on me and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is where right. we're going. Yeah. And, um, but you know, he is like, I have, there are so many songs that have come out of me opening myself up to just say, okay, like I'm going to say that I'm a songwriter, you know, I'm just going to say it. And him just starting to give me, okay, like even perspective of where people are coming from. One big thing for us in the last like year, I would say is like the prodigal son, that whole that whole story has just come home for me of just Mm. seeing it from so many perspectives and writing songs from different perspectives and all the things. Mm -hmm. I think if you are, if you want to see your church become worshipers and I don't mean music, I just mean people who can commune with God really and just wait and be with him. You need to start asking him what tools he wants you to start using to facilitate that. Mm. And some of that, I do think, I do think that he's drawing a lot of people into that time of like, we need more church music anyway. Let's just get fast songs. Can we just talk about how hard it is to find good fast songs? Oh my Lord. I try to write them every time I get in a co-write. It very rarely happens. Uh But I try to like, like, can we, does he make anything fast? Because that'd be great. I would love to have it for my lineup. They're hard songs. (laughs) Yeah. Not not really the theme. The themes are pretty easy to come up with and like joy and uh, excitement and enthusiasm. Like, (laughs) yeah, we can say the words. Yeah, we got it. I think it's the music. It's, it's the, it is. It's the corny factor. It's like, all the stuff of yes. trying to come up with something that doesn't sound like something else. Or, yeah. And everybody's a uh, little also, bit scared. Hey, 
TF worship though. Dropping it. Dropping all the things. <laughs> Dropping all the things. You know, out breaking here. into that fast song category. I, I you mean, know, it it's it was it was responded really well to this last week. Oh, good. Awesome. Dropped it in service this past Sunday. That's awesome. And so hey, I'm I'm just thankful. I'm yeah. grateful to be a part of it. Stepping but that's out. the but that's it's hard. the thing. Yeah, stepping out. Stepping out. Yes. Step out there. Yeah, I get it. But it is hard. It's hard to it is. to write on it the to find them. It's yeah. It's so. and, and and so I just wonder, you know, how many people have all these fast songs like tied up in them because they're just not even thinking about Right. If they should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not. Most people that I know that are really excellent at things, they don't think of themselves as excellent at that. They just do it. That's right. And so that, right. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, hey, if you want to find out if you can write, just sit down one day and try. Just sit down, right. Yeah. And then find somebody who's going to be really honest with you and play it. Yes. And, right. and yeah. nothing says that you can't get better. That's that's the other thing. I've been in co-writes in rooms at this point now where my only contribution was fixing some chords and saying, like, maybe we shouldn't use that word because we just used it, like, two lines ago. Right. You know, like, yeah. not every time that you sit down to write are you going to be the person who has, like, this big breakthrough moment and you have the whole song. That rarely happens, right. actually, yeah. when you – that's boring. And, and like, this isn't <laughs> the point, but yeah. just – there's three people in this room right now Literally just putting a, for, a fourth person here mm-hmm. that says nothing mm-hmm. that you have to look at every now and then. Just in conversation. The that just it changes does. the dynamic. It's and obviously, true. you don't want to, that's not how you want your co writes to go. No. <laughs> it's like half no. the room doesn't say anything. But that, I mean, it, the dynamic, how can you ever say, that's, uh, that's been so hard kind of actually for some of our diamond stuff coming out. I was like, well, like who's in the room when yeah. we wrote this? Well, this person here, this person here, and and these three people kind of wrote on it. Well, this person was sat in on one session. Some of the stuff we had to change from mm-hmm. like our earlier writing mm-hmm. sessions where we would mix groups every mm-hmm. now and then. So a song would kind of make its way through mm-hmm. some yeah. um, different groups of different mm-hmm. people. And we were like, we don't even know how to track this down because yeah. like, how do you say – Whose presence Who made yeah. a difference. Right. You know? And that's that's one thing that they, even at the very like front side, they kind of do this like coaching thing at the very beginning when I first got involved with Maverick City. And that, you know, you're in this room. And I'm here I am thinking I'm going to be one of the only people who's never done this. And actually there's a ton of us that had never done it before with a good mix of people who had. And that, right. I was very grateful later on for the people who had because they made things run so smoothly. But it was like that exact conversation of right. – just you being in the room matters. Mm. If you allow yourself not to fixate on thinking you need to be this person or you need to be doing that or that line has to be mine or they're not going to want to include me on the list or whatever, that everybody in a room matters, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for better or worse, you know, you might have somebody in a room who's <laughs> making it real awkward for everyone <laughs> and trying to throw things out that you're like, that's but totally dang, isn't, not it. But isn't that song? great too yeah. though? Like yeah. that, that, that yeah. in and of itself, that's another skill to pick up. It's it like, is. Yeah. How do you handle that conversation and mm-hmm. it sucks because you're there to write a song not get better social skills but right. i'm sorry this is a That's byproduct part of it. Like, i mean yeah. it really is and yes. if you're going to work with people it's a byproduct of absolutely. it absolutely yeah. and so like you, you know you may sit in the room and you you may just be the one looping the chords that you've agreed on right. while you're mm-hmm. sitting there and you may not you may not have anything yeah. and you can take the temperature of the room and be like okay does anybody have anything because every yes. time i've gone yes. into one somebody has a, a thing on on melody somebody has a lyric that they're right. on and then everybody else is just like okay let's just let's do this right. let's Go follow this song yeah. let's find where it is mm-hmm. i've been in in co-writes where we set for two and a half hours all we got was a course we ended up finishing that song over the process of four months right. which is like yeah. not very long by comparison to some of the like jeremy riddle i think it was that was talking about a song that it took him like five years to finish Whoa. over right. time yeah. and so you have i mean there's a patience that comes with it too of just like 
if you want to write with mm-hmm. other people, which I think is so important for the body of Christ, that we that we need to be singing about only comes with we. I mean, really. Yes. Um, and so you you have to have a patience and a respect for the fact that it's already a privilege because right. I get to create something that was his idea in a room with other people who were also his idea. Right. Like all those things coming together, it just makes you very grateful. Then if I'm the guy or the girl who's like just sitting on the keys playing the same four chords over and over, I'm just thankful. Just, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, because yeah. tomorrow in a different right, it's me that has like I already have mm-hmm. a whole chorus. What can Sometimes, we do with this? Yeah. You know. Yeah, so. and I will say too, if you're a if, if you're listening and and you haven't experienced this, a good way to start in groups like that is to actually have a prompt and actually yeah. have something you're writing towards. Right. Back to your your comment earlier that's undervalued, I think, is like being a creative a lot of times is about problem solving. Mm-hmm. Like and, mm-hmm. and, and honestly mm-hmm. you set yourself up to be a problem solver yeah. when you say, Hey, we have to write um, a chorus a bridge, chorus in a bridge today under the theme of blank. Yeah. And it needs to be um, so many lines long or mm-hmm. whatever. Like the more, almost the more restrictions you put on yourself mm-hmm. actually enables you and empowers you to be more creative mm-hmm. in order to accomplish that goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and in, in, in when you have talent, you can sit down and do this. Or, or, or when someone catches uh, a wind or like it's a spirit moves yeah. through one person, at least you're like, you, you can sit down and have nothing, yeah. but that is a hard place to start, even for talented writers mm-hmm. to sit down. Like it's just a tough place to be where you are asking that question. Mm-hmm. Well, is it, has anyone got anything today? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Blank. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have anything myself, you know? Well, and, yeah. and, and I went into, well, quite a few. I mean, I, when, <laughs> when I, all the camps that I've done up to this point, they never gave us prompts or anything like that. That would make it, make it so much easier. Right. Here's um, your prompt. Fast yeah. Song. Because well, your prompt is <laughs> yeah. like fast song and we're going to talk about great. <laughs> or like your main thing is joy or you know that does I mean I think when you you're exactly right that that creative Mm -hmm. people are problem solvers and so when you put those kind of like okay here's what we have to have you actually are much more efficient so that's a that's a nice thing too if you're thinking about getting into songwriting and you know your church needs fast songs Mm -hmm. and you know that they need to be songs about like maybe freedom Mm -hmm. okay well that's a lot easier to write from than you know xyz um and just like a little plug there's this um this songwriting software that maverick city actually worked with a developer and they've created and that like <laughs> it's crazy and i need to send you the link but Please do, yes. it's literally like it's a subscription but you go in there and it, it does everything for you it has a linkedin thesaurus uh like oh, yeah. dictionary it has sample progressions that you can just like pull from a catalog of like mm. oh here's some cool progressions in minor keys major keys all this kind of stuff it is great for like gearing all that up you can record your demos right, directly yeah. into that it's a library all on its own it's it's insane those kind of tools really help you because it is hard if you're coming in cold to a room and that's why one of the things that i found and this is the only way i'll ever do it from now on is that coming in talking for a few minutes getting an idea of who i'm working with and spending time in prayer and then the next thing we do immediately after that is start asking is there something if nobody has like an obvious thing is there something that the lord's been really like it's heavy on you lately. Like a, like something, right. a scripture passage that he's had on your heart or something you just can't seem to get away from. And I can't tell you how many of my favorite songs that I've written with people came from a phrase that they just couldn't get away from with the mm-hmm. Lord. And so all right. of us, and then us, us just hearing that phrase and somebody else being like, Oh my word, that's almost the same thing that I've been hearing, mm-hmm. you know, in my prayer time. And, and let me pull out my prayer journal and like, I'm reading stuff off. Right. And it just, I mean, you'd be surprised. Creativity is catching. Yeah. And so like when you're in a room and people are being open and vulnerable to be creative, 
It's so easy. Especially it's, for it's the problem solver. Yes. Especially yeah. for the problem solver. Absolutely. All you need is the one person mm-hmm. who can pull something out of yes. thin air. Yes. And, and not yeah. everyone has to be that person. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. groups hardly that I've experienced that have a lot of like hyper creatives, mm-hmm. um, they don't get very far a lot of times because you know, it's a lot of hyper creatives and a lot of great ideas. And it's like, we yeah. don't know how to finish this idea. Yes. Uh-huh. You need creative problems. You have to have yes. all kinds of people it's in the room. True. And, yeah. and yeah. you can Absolutely. ebb and flow out of that too. You, mm-hmm. you in one room may be the hyper creative. And then the next room that you're in, you right. may be the person who's meant like building the bridge between right. this idea that we've got and this idea that we've got in the song to make it make sense. Oh yeah. I can't tell you how many times yeah. that, that that part right there is the hardest thing yes. you have. You know, creative people can have very strong opinions. Yeah, and so you're yeah. like, okay, I know that like we really want to do both of these things. So we got to find a way to right. marry this to make it make sense. Because right now it's right. very disjointed. Um, and so like that's a job. You know, there's just yeah, all these we stick, things. Um, we stick uh, coaches, not coaches, uh, staff writers yeah. with groups. And a lot of times, like for, for me, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I'm not going to be your juice, man, on the front end. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, and I tell, tell my groups that. But I love the role of this person's got a great idea. Mm-hmm. This person's got a great progression. They seem like they work good with melodies. Yeah. Um, this person is not really engaged. I'd like to get them engaged mm-hmm. and kind of playing that coordinator role and, yeah. like, and mm-hmm. bridging the gaps between sure. some different minds and stuff like that. Yeah. You so that's a really it, fun sure. role. You get, yeah, it is. It's, it's fun to walk in. I mean, just to plug co-writing. Cause I, I mean, it's really daunting until you do it. And then once you do it, it's kind of addicting. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, wow, I don't ever want to write by myself anymore. You know, like, oh, this is so yeah. much fun because you get so much more diversity in mm-hmm. your ideas. And, and I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with someone, even just one other person, and the way that they see things makes me think of something different and vice versa. We'll just be in conversation about this pat, you know, this like portion of the song that we've written, like maybe it's a tag or a bridge or whatever. And we're like really about this bridge, but we don't really have anything else. And so we just yeah. kind of start talking about the thought process behind it. And then they'll say something and I'm like, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a line. Like, and so, you know, and that's how, that's <laughs> yeah. how yeah. it happens. Yeah. So it's like, Every single person in a room, if you don't feel comfortable getting in and saying like, okay, I'm going to contribute, I'm going to write this song, mm-hmm. maybe you just need to get in the room and like see what it's like. Right, because yeah. once you kind of get a feel for what it is, mm-hmm. it's it's really, it's it's beautiful. It I mean, is. it really is. And, and I love that it can be across denominations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even like disciplines. I've, wor- I've written with people who are more on the production side. Those are usually the people who keep us very, like they're keeping an eye on like our syllables and like all that kind of stuff. Like, like we're going to make sure this really like meshes. How are we going to, how are we going to attack that? Is that going to be like a triplet when you sing that? Because that lyrically is a right. little bit hard. You know, you have those people that you need that are more like technicians. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are right. just like, they're, they're very pure artists and they're just like, I don't want to sacrifice the message. You know, yeah. you, you yes. have to have all you, kinds of people to bet. make this. Do you need thing. people with bad attitudes? No. A, are you no. sure? You don't are need, you sure? I think that, okay, I will say this, here. that you need no bad attitudes, but you do need somebody who isn't afraid to like healthy critique. Yes. Like if you're coming yeah. in and you're, and you're kind of running away mm-hmm. with yourself, the importance of learning constructive criticism and criticism that builds because sometimes you can come into a song and it's a hot mess. Like it's a lot of good ideas, but the way that it's together is just messy. And you're like, this would never. And for me at the end of it, 
I, I like writing songs for just any reason, but I, a lot of times I'm writing, I'm trying to write for church. Like I want to write something right. that, use, that will yeah. speak to the body. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like that makes people want to worship. Mm-hmm. And so if I get a song and I'm thinking, I mean, this is nice, but like, this is kind of like one of those ballads that goes on for like 10 minutes and I'm going to lose a lot of people. This right. is not going to be useful to me. Do you have somebody who can come along and say like, maybe we could edit like some of these things or being open in, in a room like that and, and not taking anything personally. Right. We talked about that extensively in like the very first day of, of camp was just like, don't, it's not like a personal, it's very personal, this process. Right. But right. when you're coming through and like crafting, if everybody's goal is to make it the best it can be, then, you know, we can take the like feeling quote unquote part of that out and we can just say, I want to do what's going to make this song the best thing because right. it's not a reflection of me if right. we have to kind of edit some things out or a line that I wrote if we have to lose it. Right. And that is such a freeing, it's just mm-hmm. a freeing idea mm-hmm. because it allows you to be creative in a way that you don't get the, yeah. the opportunity yeah, I, sometimes. I agree. So. And, and I, I, I want to say that I think what is a reflection of us is whatever success is out of that group, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. what is a reflection of mm-hmm. you is, could you work well with those people? Like yeah. mm-hmm. what is a reflection of you is, well, every group I'll work in, we never finish a song. Like that's kind yeah. of an interesting, like when do I reflect? When do I reflect yeah. of like, like what, what's, you know, but when might yeah. it be me? <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. It's, maybe I'm the common denominator. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, but yeah, I think the, what's, what is a reflection of us is just mainly why are you there and yeah. what your goal is. Cause yeah. man, if it's, if it's uh, to get your point across, it's, it's not going to be a long, You should just road, stick man. to the writing solo. You should not go solo. to a writing session. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, you should seriously. write by yourself. Yeah. I mean, if that's really... Yeah. And that's and that, some people do. They do better yes. like that. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Mm-hmm. If it's not your thing, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll know. You know. A yeah. group setting like that will expose you pretty quickly if that's it's right. like, if it's going right. to be your thing or if it's not. So. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's fun. It is fun. Haley, this has been so awesome. Part two next week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just anytime. (laughs) Just call me up. No, this is, it's rich. It's so good. It's so good. So good. But, well, hey, um, you can find Haley on Instagram at Haley underscore Hibbard. That's me. And shout out your church. Give us the, give us the Cedarville First Assembly. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We live stream our services and stuff like that. Yeah. If you're ever down in the woods and you feel like, where am I? You're probably near our church, so. And what time um, can they find you on Sundays? (laughs) If they have 10 30 we do sunday school at 9 45 cool. if you want to come in person Heck yeah. i love it um, we, we're we're big on sunday school so and wednesdays we have youth and kids and small groups and all the things so i love it awesome. and i love your heart Haley. thank you for sharing thank you for, having thank you for sharing me. your perspective and, and your nice thoughts with you us too. today it's thanks. been great thank you too. so yeah all right we'll see you later <laughs>